Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jake Hahn, taking a look at NHL bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, April 21st. We have 11 games to take a look at on the card, but before we get into it, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to Mail Media Network if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment with your favorite NHL bet for Thursday night. We don't have too many of these jam-packed slates left before we get into the playoffs, so let's get into it, and we kick things off with a game that we just saw over the weekend. The Boston Bruins are in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. The Pens are minus 125 home favorites. The Bruins are plus 105 on the road. The over-under is at six for this game. The Bruins have won two in a row, including a win against these Pens on Saturday. They look good in an overtime win on Tuesday against a red-hot Blues team that's just beating everybody right now. So full marks to Boston for that win. I thought they looked really good. They set one point back of Tampa for the three seed in the Atlantic division. So there's still a very feasible scenario here where we do see Boston and Toronto again in the first round, very familiar series. Uh, The Pens, on the other hand, have just one regulation win in their last 10 games, and they've also lost their starting goaltender, Tristan Jari, to injury. So it's not been going well for Pittsburgh lately. This will also be the last game of a four-game suspension for Evgeny Malkin, so I'm sure they'll be happy to get him back after this one, but still no Geno for this game against the Bees. They also haven't played since Saturday, that game against Boston. So they've been off for a while here. They should be well-rested for this game. I'm still not really interested in backing the pens at minus 125 with some of their issues and the goaltending concerns right now. So if I had to play this game, it would be a play on Boston at plus 105. Maybe see where the line goes throughout the course of the day on Thursday, if you could get a better price, but Bruins at plus money seems to be the way I'll play this one. I just think that they're currently playing better hockey than Pittsburgh. So I would ride the form with the bees. If I had to play this one next up, we've got Winnipeg in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. The Canes are minus 255 favorites at home and the Jets are plus 205 underdogs on the road. The over-under is at six and a half here. Last game of a six-game road trip for the Jets where they actually won the first two but have lost the last three, getting outscored 16 to five in those three losses. And it just seems like the the air is out of the sails at this point. They're ready for this season to be over. Connor Hellebuck missed Tuesday's game with an illness. So we'll see if he's ready to go for this one, or if we get another Eric Comrie game for the Jets. The Canes, on the other hand, haven't been playing their best hockey for a while now, but they did take advantage of the Yotes on Monday with a win, a game that they absolutely should win. I'd be really concerned if they were losing to Arizona, trying to fend off the surging Rangers for the top spot in the Metropolitan Division with a head-to-head game still remaining between those teams. So if it's within one or two points and those teams are playing, it's kind of in the Rangers' hands. They have a real good chance to, to knock the Canes off. So Carolina has to take care of these games that they should win. Frederick Anderson, I just mentioned how Pittsburgh's dealing with some starting goaltending issues. Carolina is as well. He's out and will be reevaluated next week. So they're hoping that he's going to be good to go come playoff time. I like the Canes here. I don't think that this is a game that they'll let down, especially with the Rangers hot on their heels for that top spot in the Metro. And I just think Winnipeg's done at this point. So I'd play them in parlays. If you wanted to throw a couple teams together, minus 255, I actually think is a pretty fair price for the Canes. If you want to lay the puck line, I could probably get there as well, but I think the Canes roll in this one. Next up, we've got two teams completely out of it, but hopefully they can drop the puck and have some fun on Thursday. The Flyers are in Montreal to take on the Habs. The Habs are minus 135 favorites and Philly is plus 115 on the road. The over-under is at six here. Uh, Philly has lost six games in a row and has given up 32 goals over that stretch. They just can't keep the puck out of their net right now. Cam Atkinson missed Tuesday's game in Toronto as the injuries just continue to mount for this Flyers team as well. The Habs have also lost six games in a row and have been shut out in two of their last three. Could be a chance to get the offense going here, though, because as I just mentioned how much 
Philly gives up goals. They really struggle in their own end. So I could see both teams getting the offense going. I want to wait and see who the starting goaltenders is going to be for this game, but not a lot of interest in the money line. I don't want to back Montreal against anybody at minus 135. And I don't really trust my money with the Flyers either. So I think if I had to play this, I would just take the over six and hope that both of these teams get a little bit loose with nothing to play for. They just go out there and they score some goals. They pad the stats a little bit. So not going to be a big play for me on this one, but I would lean towards the over six. Next up, we've got another game that could be exciting to watch, but has no implications in terms of the playoffs. Buffalo in New Jersey to take on the Devils. The Sabres are plus 115 dogs on the road, and the Devils are minus 135 favorites on home ice. The over-under is six and a half here. The Sabres have actually won three of their last four games, and the offense has really been clicking lately, helped in part by facing the Flyers twice. That certainly helps. But if you look back at the Sabres' recent results, they've actually been playing well against top-tier competition as well. Uh, Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, these guys continue to produce at a really high level for Buffalo. The Devils actually went 3-1-1 one, and one over their five-game road trip, and they looked really engaged on Monday in Vegas, which was a must-win spot for Vegas, and they totally blew it on home ice. And I think the Devils were a big factor in that. They went in, I thought they played hard on the road, and they won that game. Nico Heischer continues to be impressive in the absence of Jack Hughes stepping into a bigger role there as well. So, When I'm looking at this game, I'm looking at the way both these teams are playing. The fact that the Devils are coming back from a long road trip, I think this opens up a pretty decent spot for the Sabres. And you're getting them at plus 115 for a team that has been playing good hockey for a while now. Like, it's not just a week or two of the Sabres playing well. They've been playing well for over a month now. So Sabres plus 115, that's going to get at least a little bit of a play for me on Thursday night. I like that price with Buffalo and the way that they're playing right now. Next up, we've got just a massive favorite, the Florida Panthers hosting the Detroit Red Wings. Florida is minus 650 right now, and I feel like that line might continue to grow throughout the course of Thursday. Detroit plus 450 on the money line. The over-under is at seven here. Uh, The Wings are coming off a big upset win in Tampa on Tuesday at a similar price. I was actually on the Wings for that game, took a shot at the dog price against Tampa, and it paid off. So thank you, Detroit, for that one. They did just get smoked 6-1 by these Panthers in Detroit on Sunday, though. So maybe this isn't quite the matchup that you want to back them as a big dog. Dylan Larkin is done for the year, so the offense will be challenged to keep up with the high-octane cats here. And they, the Panthers, man, 11 wins in a row right now. They had to work for their latest win, though. The Isles took them to overtime on Tuesday. They found a way to get that thing done. Sasha Barkov with a hat trick in that game. The only case to be made for them losing this game, I think, would be some sort of letdown. But the talent discrepancy between these two teams is just extremely large. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna test my luck twice. I've cashed on Detroit as a big dog on Tuesday. I'm just gonna take that money and run away. I'm not gonna press my luck and try to do it against the Panthers team that. Even if Detroit gets up in this game, I think Florida just has the offense to come back and score and score. So maybe you look at it that way. If Florida does get down, you could play them at a live price, something like that, because I don't think anybody wants to line up to lay minus 650 with the team. In terms of the total, I could certainly see it getting over seven. I don't like to lay the over sevens. I just think trying to expect eight goals is really difficult, even in a higher scoring league. So this one's a pass for me, but I'll see where it goes live and maybe see if I can jump on a Panthers number if they do get behind in this game. Next up, we've got the Battle of New York. One of my favorites, even though one of these teams is completely done at this point. The Rangers are on the road for this one. Minus 130 favorites coming in. Uh, facing the Islanders who are plus 110 dogs on home ice. The over-under is five and a half for this game. 
the Rangers have actually won three in a row and haven't allowed a single goal in any of those games. So three straight shutouts for the Rangers. That's super impressive in a league that is so high scoring now. They've also won six of their last seven and they've allowed one goal or fewer in six of their last seven. So they're really keeping the puck out of the net, battling with the Canes for first in the Metro, like I mentioned before. The Isles, on the other hand, they've lost two in a row, but they were close games against top teams in the East. It was Toronto and it was Florida. They have beat the Rangers the last two times they've faced them and they will certainly get up to play spoiler in this one. No matter where these teams are in the standings, they get up to play each other. And I just think with what the Rangers are trying to achieve to win the division, Islanders playing free and easy, their season's done. I think that this is an easier game for the Islanders to approach, to just be that spoiler, uh, to kind of be that thorn in the side of the Rangers. It's just been so difficult to score on the Rangers. So I'm going to look at playing the Isles on the money line. I think you could get a better price as the day goes on because I feel like people are going to want to play the Rangers here. So that favorite will continue to grow. So I'll wait for this one and lock in the Islanders at some point on Thursday at the dog price. And you got to look at the under, the way that these teams really lock it down and the way that the Rangers particularly are locking it down. So I'll look at the under five and a half, but I do like the dog price at home with an Islanders team that has beat the Rangers, this Rangers team the last two times. And I think they'll get up for this game. Next up, we've got a possible first round preview. We'll see what happens in that, in that three spot in the Atlantic division, but Toronto is in Tampa to take on the lightning. The lightning are minus minus one fifteen favorites on home ice. The Leafs are minus one Oh five on the road. The over under is at seven for this game. Another big total here. The Leafs have actually won four in a row and are 11, one and one over their last 13 games. They start a really difficult road stretch here where they have four, three, three games in four nights as they get Florida and Washington on the weekend as well. Austin Matthews has missed the last two games, but he will be traveling with the team on this upcoming trip. So no idea if he's going to be in the lineup for this one, but it sounds like he's going to play one of these games, if not all of them. Tampa Bay has lost six of their last nine games, really haven't looked themselves for a while now. Even Vasilevsky has struggled a little bit in net, which has been almost a set your watch thing for the last few years for Tampa that Vasi's going to play well. So that's a little bit weird. They sit just one point up on Boston for third in the Atlantic division. So these are important games for them to try to, you know, lock down positioning in the playoffs. I don't think Tampa really cares who they're going to play in the first round, especially because they won't be getting home ice advantage anyways, at this point, I'm going to still look to Tampa here. I think even though I don't think they really care who they're going to play in the first round, I still think they need to get ramped up and start to play at a playoff level. And I think that this is the perfect opportunity for them to do so. They're on home ice against the team. They might play in the first round. This could be message sending time for Tampa. So at only minus 115 on home ice, I think I'm willing to pay that short price with the Bolts, especially if the Leafs don't have Austin Matthews in the lineup. So I'm going to roll with Tampa at minus 115, maybe even a look towards the under seven. I just think that's a big total, even with Vasilevsky's struggles. If he can figure it out a little bit, Leafs can get some decent goaltending from Jack Campbell. I don't mind that under seven as well. Next up, we've got a really important game as Vancouver tries a desperate push to make the playoffs here. They're in Minnesota to take on a really good wild team. The Wilder minus 175 on home mice. Vancouver is plus 150 on the road. The over-under is at six here. The Canucks continue that miracle push for a playoff spot. They let a really important point slip away in a shootout against Ottawa on Tuesday. They are 6-0-2 over an eight-game point streak, so they're playing great right now. Elias Pettersson has been one of the hottest players in the league, and Brock Besser is back in the lineup as well, so that's really nice for their offense. The Wild, on the other hand, they've won two in a row and are an impressive 7-1-2 and over their last 10 games. They've been one of the better teams in the league lately. And Marc-Andre Fleury has worked out great since the trade, and he's created a nice little tandem with Cam Talbot. So I like where the Wild are at uh, in between the pipes, and they're also amazing on home ice this season, 27-7-2 and two on home ice. 
it's tough to fade the wild in this spot, even though I really want to get behind Vancouver at plus 150. I've been riding them. They've been really good to me. And I see that dog price. I get a little tempted. So I might get tempted enough to, to add the Canucks to the card over the course of Thursday. I'm going to take a good long look at it. But it's, it is tough to get in front of this wild team. They're just really good. So good on home ice, like I mentioned. Maybe look towards the over six. The Minnesota Wild home overs have been basically money all season. So I could see this game getting a little bit loose and flying over that six with the offense on both sides. Next up, another important game in the Western Conference playoff race here. There's going to be a few of these. Dallas is in Calgary to take on the Flames. The Flames are minus 215 favorites on home ice. Dallas is plus 180 on the road. The Stars will be in a really tough spot here. Second half of a road back to back as they're in Edmonton on Wednesday night, Scott Wedgwood is going to get the call on Wednesday. So I would expect the stars to go to Ottinger here. Dallas is clinging to a wild card spot. Doesn't get much more difficult than a spot like this. Second half of a back to back in Calgary against a good flames team and a flames team that are coming off of a shootout loss in Nashville, which was on the second half of a back to back for them. So I'm not going to kill the flames for losing that game. I don't think that was a great spot for them. They're seven, one and one over their last nine games as they have all but clinched the Pacific division title here. I I just think this is a better spot for Calgary. I'm not going to back them because I do think Dallas is going to come in really desperate, even though it's a bad spot for the stars. I could see them being feisty in this game, keeping it close, maybe keeping it within a goal. So this one's an easy pass for me. I would actually give a slight look towards the over five and a half. If it stays at five and a half, I just think anytime you see that in in the league these days, you got to get a little bit interested about the over because of the uptick in scoring. Calgary can certainly score and Ottinger's had his problems recently. hasn't actually been shut down. So I'll look towards the over five and a half if I play anything in that game. Next up, we've got the Blues in San Jose to take on the Sharks. The Sharks are plus 160 home dogs here. The Blues are minus 200 favorites on the road. The over-under is up at six and a half here. The Blues had their nine-game win streak snapped against the Bruins on Tuesday, but they've been amazing lately. They're 11-0-2 over a 13-game point streak, and they haven't lost in regulation in almost a month. Guchnevich, Thomas Tarasenko continues to be one of the best lines in the league right now. They're just absolutely rolling. San Jose finally put an end to a 10-game losing streak on Tuesday, and they hung on to beat the Jackets just barely. The Jackets had some chances there late to tie it, so good for San Jose breaking that ugly losing streak. They have a bunch of injuries and younger, inexperienced players in the lineup right now. Eric Carlson hasn't played in the last week. Could still be out for this one. They're calling him day-to-day right now, but San Jose is pretty banged up. They don't have a lot to really threaten teams offensively. I love the Blues in this game. I think they bounce back. They're battling with Minnesota. These games are important for St. Louis because they're battling for home ice advantage with the Wild in that first-round series that looks basically locked in at this point. So I like the Blues to go in and just beat up on an inferior team here. I'd be willing to lay the puck line, whatever price it might be, because I just think that this Blues offense is so scary right now. The Bruins were able to slow them down a little bit a couple nights ago, but I don't think San Jose is going to be able to do that, and I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up with St. Louis. So I'll be taking the Blues on the puck line for this one. Last game on the card. We've got the LA Kings hosting the Chicago Blackhawks, which was once a great rivalry in the Western Conference has certainly tapered off in recent years, but the Kings are minus 225 favorites on home ice. The Blackhawks are plus 190 dogs on the road. The over-under is at six and a half here. Chicago will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back as they're in Arizona on Wednesday night. They just lost to these Kings 5-2 just over a week ago back in Chicago. The Blackhawks have been a mess for the most part, basically all season and specifically recently. It's been tough for them to keep the puck out of their net. LA has picked up back-to-back 2-1 wins 
over Columbus and Anaheim and their search to lock down that third spot in the Pacific. So they haven't really been convincing wins. They've really had to grind them out against two teams that they should beat, but wins are wins at this point. LA just wants, wants the two points, move on, try to get into the playoffs. This is a great spot for them and a game that they honestly cannot afford to lose. Dino, Moore, Arvidsson have been guys to look at at the prop market. It just in general, they've been playing great for the Kings, continue to drive a lot of play for them. I like LA in this game. I'm a little reluctant to lay the puck line because of these last two results. Like they're grinding out games 2-1. These are close affairs. I think there is a chance that maybe this one could be kind of similar, but Chicago's so bad defensively. So I'm going to play the Kings in some fashion, whether that is in a parlay with another favorite, or if I do end up going for the puck line and trying to get some plus money on this one as well. As for DraftKings, Matthews, most expensive player at $9,200, may miss the game. So we're just going to leave him out of the conversation for now. Mitch Marner and the Panthers' top players are the other expensive options. Florida, Florida will certainly be popular against a Wings team that just can't keep the puck out of their net. So you have to make the decision whether you want to eat the chalk with the Panthers or whether you want to fade it. Tricky to fade because you almost guarantee the Panthers are going to be scoring some goals on Thursday against Detroit. Philly Montreal, I think, is an act- actually an interesting game. The Flyers give up a ton of goals, and the Habs aren't great defensively either. So this could be a good, meaningless game to try to find some offense, find some cheaper players. Travis Konechny and Kevin Hayes catch my eye as sub five K guys here. Buffalo and New Jersey, another meaningless game. I think you could target here. The Sabers top line to me is always worth a look, especially in a good matchup. Even Victor Olofsson at 3,500 has been heating up, has goal scoring potential. Toronto Tampa is one I wanted to, to just make a couple of comments on total of seven. So they're expecting goals in this game, but the players that I want to play are just a little bit too pricey for my liking with plenty of other options on 11 game slate. So I think I'm going to pass on Toronto Tampa. I feel like there's a chance that could be a lower scoring game, even with those two elite offenses, Uh, LA Chicago. I mentioned the Kings uh, just as we wrapped up on that game. There's some really cheap Kings that I think could be worth a play against the Chicago team that really can't keep the puck out of their net. Adrian Kempe and Andre Kopitar are both $5,000 flat. I think are nice plays. Philippe Deneau at 4.5 and Trevor Moore at 3.8, I think are worth looks as well. And St. Louis, I mentioned how much I like them to go into San Jose and win that game. You can get a piece of that top line. Pavel Buchnevich, $6,000. Bob Thomas at 5.7, I think are really nice prices for two guys that are absolutely rolling right now. That's going to be it for me today. You could find me on Twitter at jhan 4 Thanks for watching or listening. Good luck with your bets and your lineups. And I'll catch you all next week. Mm